So it's kind of funny, like, because when my original plan was drawn up, I kind of just wanted to do this with somebody else. I wanted to have a partner and kind of do this on a weekly basis because, you know, it's easier. It's much easier to talk to somebody else and talk to yourself because, you know, I'm looking around like I'd have somebody to bounce off and right now I'm just going to have to bounce off the wall next to me. Yeah, it's not as a, it's not as fun, but I've seen people do it and um, I've kind of got this new obsession with podcasting. So I kind of thought I might as well give it a crack. I'm only going to get better. I'd like to think, but I guess the overall goal is so I can kind of bring in people so I can almost interview them. You know, people I don't really know, but people who have been through, you know, been through some shit or, you know, lived a pretty crazy life. That's my goal. You know, I kind of, I like learning and I like you know, kind of dissecting people's lives and kind of getting to know how they operate. Yeah, and you learn a lot from that. And in general, I think that people kind of refuse to do that. They refuse to learn from other people. They kind of have these assumptions about them. They will not budge because, you know, they live differently to them. It's like anything. Like, you know, I think communication as a whole is a dying art, really. Like, you know, my old job as I crack open this bottle of water, have a sip, um, was working with people from all over the world, you know, from India, Mexico, Spain, Colombia, you know, and everywhere, you know, you don't give a fuck, so, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, and I know that I had to adjust the way I speak depending on who I was talking to. You know, I'm not going to speak to my best mate the same way I'm spe- speaking to the 30-year-old Indian lady who hasn't been in the country more than five years, you know, <laughs> like, you have to adjust and people just won't do that. They're too scared to. They they freeze up. You can see their skin crawl. It's really, really funny because like, you see it and because I know I'm pretty decent at it, like that you get a bit you get a bit of a silent chuckle about it. You just wonder like how people just can't do that. They can't communicate. It's really weird in twenty seventeen. And I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be one of those guys who's like, oh you know, but technology's ruining us, you know, all that bullshit. But I am under the belief that People talk to less people now because they have the choice, where back in the day they didn't. You, know, you can you can shrink your circle of people you talk to now because you just have your phone anyway. You can just you can stay relevant and you can stay social via social media. Whereas back in the day you couldn't. So you know, that's kind of so people who say like, oh, we're just antisocial. It's like, no, we just we just have a choice now. We really do. We have a choice to be by ourselves. We have a choice to be with you know a circle of five people or ten people. I'm not saying it's better, I'm not saying it's worse, because you are I feel like you are missing out on a bit. You know, when I speak to people from who are from different backgrounds and that, you learn a bit more because you learn their perception of the world. Because everybody has a different perception of the world. I I the way I view the world is very different than how my you know thirty year old religious Colombian friend is. You know, great guy and I I love you know, working out how he operates and why why he thinks the way he does. It's not a matter of saying he's wrong or right. It's a matter of saying like, okay, you think that way. Why do you think that way? And then you understand it and you still don't have to agree. But you can go, okay, like I go away learning and at least knowing a bit more. And because that's like the key to anything. That's the key to winning an argument. You're in a relationship and like I'm saying, if, and I'll say like, if you're listening to this in a relationship, let's be honest, no one's going to fucking listen to this. So I don't really care. But like, if you're in a relationship and you get in an argument, the best bit of advice that anyone can give you is first understand where the other person is coming from. Cause that's how you, that's how you end these arguments. You know, if you, if you're just going to be that, you know, that stubborn little fuck 
who can't open up or can't see it from the other person's perspective, then you've already lost the argument, really, in my opinion. And you're not worth my time. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't waste my time with somebody who's gonna you know yell at me for having a different opinion than them, and not try and see it from my way. There are exceptions to that rule, as there is exceptions to every rule. That's life. Every rule has the exception to it. Yeah, fuck me. We're going for four minutes. It's supposed to be the intro. Don't worry. I've got the fucking dopest song we're coming up with. Actually, no. Fuck it. Let's just fuck sake. Let's just play the intro. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the 14th reason. This is Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Bound Town, reporting for you on Tuesday, the 27th of June, the pilot episode of Close to the Sun. This intro goes for about three minutes, so we're just going to while out for a bit, if that's okay. I'm asking it, but I don't really give a fuck. You'll get... Yep, let's go. If you're not dancing, fucking turn this off. Oh my god. <laughs> this intro is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's start rapping. Let's get going. <clears throat> My mind's designed to thrive, but I am slipping to crack rocks. Confined behind this fight, this booth turns into a matchbox. Rewind the time on one of a kind, you'll find the signs of more that I grind beneath the eyes. You see that I'm blind, chewing through padlocks. You say I was a man, but I'm acting like a shell of it. Like, why you act so devilish? I do it for the hell of it. My whole existence is a montage of relevance. I pray to God now I'm sick, sick and celibate. Woo! Fuck's sake. <laughs> this is the greatest show online. <laughs> Tell me what's better. Fuck's that. Still going. You think this is going to end anytime soon? Fuck off. I've probably lost half my listeners. Probably one listener now going. love it so much <laughs> i love it it's like um you know my friends oh i got a message on my phone oh i have friends uh, my friends were telling me like when i first told them that i'm going to be doing a solo podcast first question was like why and that's kind of a hard question in general because you know i don't really i'm not doing this to like you know gain any kind of notoriety or you know gain any kind of level of like hashtag fame or you know be a hashtag celeb but i am doing this 
so hopefully one day I can, you know, as I said before, interview people, but also that in five years' time, in 10 years' time, I can look back at this and be like, you know, these are going to be known as like my diary entries, you know, because I'm not a writer and um, I just feel like, you know, I could do something that down the line I could look back on and be like, oh, that was pretty cool, you know. And there'll be stuff and like, you know, like with bands, like with music, you know, every every musician looks back at some of the lyrics they had in their earlier songs and goes like, what the fuck was I thinking? So I hope I had those same kind of things. I had these viewpoints now that in the future, I'll be like, man, I was an ignorant shit. But the other thing they say to me is um, like, oh, you know, you have a good voice for radio. And oh, fuck's sake, man, I hate that. I really do. I hate that because I always feel like podcasting as a whole and podcasts are just like are the anti-radio you know like radio is this kind of clean cookie cutter bullshit that they ha- they all had the same traits they all talk about the same things they play the same music and um they just you know they do they have these things that they always do that i don't want to do and they they put on a voice i hope i'm not putting on a voice like sometimes when mics get put in front of people they they put their commentator voice on, but I like to think I'm putting on my normal voice. But oh shit, that was, that was a lot of breath. <laughs> but like, yeah, they do things like you know they laugh, they over exaggerate jokes, and they you know they laugh huge. And like, I know somebody within radio, and he's really good. And like, he's and I'm not going to say he's completely the opposite of like the radio guys that I don't like, but he does a lot of things that they don't do, which is a big plus and I genuinely do think he's really good not just saying that to kiss his ass he won't listen to this anyway so it doesn't really matter but uh and like I always feel like you know with podcasting especially in Australia it just hasn't taken off the way it has overseas and I guess like people are maybe just a bit misinformed or like you know maybe just not informed at all a bit clueless about it because like if you have the option really why would you why would you listen to the radio Yo, like this podcast have zero to minimal ads. You can listen to them whenever. It's an on-demand thing. You know, just like Netflix. You know, just like YouTube. And that's like, that's with TV, you know, with TV. TV ratings are at an all-time low right now. You know, Channel 10's going down the drain. Dying in the ass. And that's because we have alternatives like Netflix. We have YouTube. And also like with YouTube, YouTube's one of those really weird things that people can gather such a a deeper like you know i put this in quotation marks like a deeper connection with the people on screen because they feel like they're real people and you know they do a lot of them do real shit and they they talk you know the way we would talk where you know people in like you know tv shows and that they just don't um i don't know they just don't speak the way like somebody in 2017 would actually speak and you know it's like it's really really funny because like kids these days they don't not only do they not watch tv but they don't watch the news either and you know that's something growing up that was just kind of like stapled in your brain at you know six o'clock the parents had to watch the news and they still do mine still do and um you know they still like they still they're not woke they, they don't need they have not been woke for a long time these guys i think they've they've conformed to the establishment and all that bullshit yada 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 but like why would you listen to the radio if you have such a superior alternative. You know, realistically, like, you have... There are, like... You know, you can skip the ad breaks with, like, the little 15-minute thing. 
on demand. Um, these are real people talking about real issues in a real way. Like they're not just they're not these TV hosts, or they're not. You know, like when people like interview celebrities and they ha- they ha- get told what questions they have to ask them. Like they don't ask. Yeah, you know, they might have one little joke question at the end, but most most of the time when they interview people, they get told what to ask the celebrities, depending on what caliber, of course. But it's a joke, and like you know, like on here on podcasts, you know, there are some amazing podcasts out there. You know, one of the most popular ones is the Joe Rogan podcast. Incredible, like you know, the guests that he gets on and the stories that he gets told and the conversations that he has. It's like you listen to one of them. And you like for me at least, I listened to one of them, and I was just like, "Why would you like? Why would you even bother with radio?" You, know, I've learnt, I've learnt in the last, you know, because these podcasts do go for a long time. I've learnt in the last, you know, two and a half hours more than I have ever learnt on radio. You know, you might learn some cool stories to tell your mates and be like, "Oh, yeah, this guy did this," but like, you're not learning anything real. You're not actually furthering your mind by listening to radio. Whereas via podcasts. I feel like you are. And it is another thing, like, it is hard to explain why people would listen to podcasts. Like, if you had to explain it to somebody, it's like, it's like, what is it? And people are like, oh, well, you know, it's just kind of people talking. Like, you know, but they can swear and they can, you know, they can say real shit. It, and they'd be like, oh, so it's kind of like radio. It's like, no, it's not. It's not like radio at all. It's completely different. You know, there's no music. There's minimal ad breaks and all that shit. But... Yeah, people people will get to it. Like, I think we're just a little bit behind the curve in this one, whereas other countries and you know, in the UK especially, they are definitely more with it. Oh well, at least more with the podcast than that, because they have a lot more options over there. There aren't a whole lot of Australian podcasters, like good ones at least. I'm sure there's a lot there, but there's not many good ones. Like, not and not many popular ones. You know, like I listen to say. Yeah, you know, like I know Lewis Spears does one, uh, the comedian, and his one's not too bad. Like, and he's somebody who does it by himself, and he kind of like gives me the kind of thing. Oh, okay, like it can be done. Yeah, you know, he's not the best one I've ever heard in my life, but yeah, you know, he's probably the only Australian one that I do listen to. You know, other ones I listen to, like you know, from sport ones to just political ones, or you know, like you just learn. Like, there's so much out there, man. Just look at the charts, look at the podcast charts. And you know, come back to me afterwards and be like, you know, just thank me because, <laughs> you know, if you have it at the touch of your fingertips, why not use it? You know, we think we're using the, getting the most out of technology right now, but you know, how many apps do you not use when it, when you when you open up your phone for the first time and you have all those starter apps? And like, I know a lot of people do not touch the podcast one. My podcast app at the moment says I have sixty six unlist like podcasts I haven't listened to. I got a lot of catching up to do. Happy to do it. <laughs> anyway, um, this wasn't supposed to be the. This isn't the bulk of the um, the show, but the main thing I want to talk to you guys about today, because last, well, sorry, last Friday I went out to. First of all, I went out to the, the Great Australian Beer Battle last Friday. Unbelievable! If you if you haven't heard of it, Sportsbet put on this sixty four bracket beer competition. Um, they had everybody vote for it. Uh, and they voted their beers through the brackets. You had domestic beer, international, domestic craft, international craft, and then wildcard draws. So, like, if you want to vote your beer and that wasn't in the original bracket, you could. Uh, I went to the final of that. It was free beer for two and a half hours. Got fucking blind. It was amazing. Um, it was just so – it's so funny listening to people. Like, and these guys, again, these guys are 
they've got their commentators and it's almost like a podcast. It's just like a, but it's on a Facebook live stream. So it's not really a podcast, but that the way they talk about beer and the way they, um, you know, I went up to, we are just talking to one of the commentators and I said, Oh, who, um, who do you want to win today? And he just looks at me dead in the eye and just goes, look, mate, I just want beer to win. I just want beer to win today. And it was just like, it's just so funny. Cause like, you know, he's taken the piss, but there's so he's just so serious about it. So like that's that's a good skill to have. It's like to actually be able to keep a straight face in saying that. That was an incredible day. Afterwards, I went out to a, a, sh- a show. I was talking to this kid, and um, that was a bit of a side story. That last one, but I was talking to this kid, and um, he looks at me, and you know he's off his head on something. It wasn't on alcohol. It was on. I, I assume it was on drugs, but. Um, because he offered me some <laughs> and he's like, Oh, do you want any, do you want any pills? And I said, ah, yeah, I either have like, if somebody offers me something, I have two things to say. Like, I have it go two ways. I'm either like, ah, I either say it's not my thing, man. Or I just go, yeah, fuck it. Like if I'm going to have a big night or whatever, I'll just have one. Who cares? But I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm at a gig. I'm not, not out of club or anything like that. There's no point in me. Um, you know, having one. And he's like, yeah, He's like, yeah, I do. Like, I only started taking them, you know, about six months ago. And, like, I knew he threw out a line for me, like, you know, just trying to throw out throw out some bait to see if he'd catch anything. And I was like, hey, I'll just, I'll go along. I was pretty blind, so I, wouldn't, I wasn't, you know, caring too much about a good conversation. But he goes to me, he's like, oh, well, I'm 19 now. So he just turned 19, the kid. And for the first, you know, six months when he was 18, he, he wouldn't take drugs. He was really, really against it. And um, he goes to me, he's like, once it got to, you know, a few months in, I just started, I had such little amount of money because he was an apprentice and, um, you know, apprentices do make fuck all. It is a bit of a, they almost, it's basically slave labor. If you are an apprentice, like, yeah, it's very, very hard, but like, you know, you do get the rewards, I guess at the end of it, you know, some do, some don't, depending where you are and how, how good you are. And uh, he goes, I just didn't have the money after a while and I was running out so much and uh, I was about to go out one night I only had uh, $60 in my pocket and uh, I said I couldn't like was with a bunch of mates couldn't go out the mates just said look mate like I know you're not into the drug thing but if you want I'll pay your entry um, you can um, you can have three pills here for 50 bucks and then you have 10 bucks left over for whatever whether it's like Macca's at the end of the night or whatever and you won't have to buy any alcohol and like he really wanted to go out. It was for I think it was for a mate's party. He said, and so he did. He went out and um, went out and had a, had a great time. Had a really good time. You know, he said. And then he goes to me. He's like, ever since that night, I was kind of like, I could I could go out now on you know sixty or like under a hundred dollars. Whereas beforehand, when I'm drinking, because he was in his own words a bit of a heavy drinker, that he could go out and spend anything up to two hundred and fifty dollars on a night out. And like it's crazy amount of money, man. Especially, especially like when you are in that age group of like you know that eighteen to twenty one bracket, because you know, a lot of people who are doing that are you know they're they're apprentices, they're studying, they're having gap years, they're working part time, you know they're they're doing internships, you know whatever whatever they're doing, but like they're not making enough money. Whereas where you know they can go out and just you know get smashed every weekend and that and still have money to spend. And this kid just said to me, he's like, you know, I used to hate the stuff, but it literally, like, it became my only option. 
you know, because I want to go out and have go out and have a good time. And I have nothing against that. Like there's nothing I have nothing against people wanting to go out and get drunk or get loose or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think there's there's really bad perception on people at the moment that like if you go out all the time, you're automatically like a shit person. Like people just think so little of people who go out all the time. And like, I have no I don't really go out too much at the moment. I, I just think I'm a bit old for it now, a bit past it. But like I understand why people did. And it's really um it was really interesting hearing him say that because in reality, if if you had the option if somebody came up to you and said, look, mate, um, you can either go out tonight, spend a hundred bucks, including entry, including your way home, or you can go out tonight, spend 250 bucks or 200 bucks, we'll say. You either spend 100 or 200 bucks. What would you do? And you're like, well, of course, I'd spend the hundred bucks. And like where I'm, you know, I'm Southeast suburbs, right? So if I catch a train or whatever, it's a big thing in, um, you know, first of all, entry prices in the clubs these days are ridiculous like why would anyone pay $25 or more like some places like $35 for entry why would anyone do that it is just be it is beyond me that kids these days would spend $35 to get into a club you know like they know they and they know the thing is they know that you've got to pay it and that's a stupid thing. Like we all say this, we all say you know prices for entry and alcohol prices are stupid, but yet we still do it. You know, and I do think there is something we could do to get rid of that. And like it's, it's something that will never happen. I will tell you right now, it will never happen. But it could happen. Like you know, if it did, it would change things around. So right, so you get in. So say. Like if I go in the city, cost me say five bucks to get in via train, 25, 25 bucks. So I'm thirty bucks. I've just walked into the club. Go to the bar line. Yeah, they've got two bartenders on, and there's 150 people trying to get a drink. It takes you 45 minutes. By the time you get to the front, you're like, oh well, I might as well just get two drinks because I don't want to wait that long. But the second drink, you always have to down pretty quick because either your mates say you're double parked or you get a shot. You you bury that. You're down, you're down your drink in 20 minutes and you're like, fuck me, I want another drink. And then you go, okay, now I've got to go get that. Again, you go up there, cost $15, like, you know, $20 for two drinks. You go, fuck me, like, that's so expensive for what, I, like, considering I'm going to down this in five minutes' time, like, it's not worth it at all. And then rinse and repeat until you go home. Then you get food, you know, you've probably spent 180 bucks. go get food. And then maybe you taxi at home, you're looking around over 200 bucks. And you're just like, and you, you wake up the next day and you go, fuck me, man. Like it shouldn't, like, I know people go, oh, it's worth it and that, but like, it shouldn't have to be that you shouldn't have to justify spending that much money because you shouldn't have to spend that much money. Man, my jaw is cracking. I don't know if you're hearing that, but my jaw is cracking a lot today. So like, I like, so what I did was I, I went on to, so I went on to one of the clubs I go to that kind of, if you have a list and get in for 15 bucks, which is a bit better. And they say they get about 500 people through the door at night. So if they're spending, if they're going 500, 500 people at $15, it's a lot of fucking dosh. So then I went on and like, I thought about like the pricings and I went, I was focused specifically on shots, right? Because you know, like shot glasses and that, because you know, sometimes people just want to have a shot, right? So the, when you get a bottle of alcohol, right? I just, this is a bunch of math that I did because I'm fucking, you know, I'm, I'm work like that. And so if you buy a bottle of alcohol straight, 700 ml bottle, 
it will cost you $40. You know, whether that's Jim Bean, Jack Daniels, Smirnoff, tequila, whatever, your standard bottle, unless you're going like premium, which, you know, if you're at a club, who gives a fuck what you're drinking? That'll cost you 40 bucks. Uh, it's 700 mil to a bottle. And st- genuinely, generally, sorry, it is 30 mil to a shot, depending on where you are. There are a lot of clubs who get your shots are less than 30 mil. And like, you know, they'll have these, the tiny little plastic shots, which are like, I swear they're like 15 mil. And like, if anyone's giving you that and trying to charge you $10 for it, just tell them to fuck off. Seriously, like, it's just, it's a joke that people would do that. So for a bottle, right, you would get 23.33 shots per, per bottle of 700 mil. That's with that's with a thirty mil shot, and so we'll round it down to twenty three because there'll be point three three excess. There's always a little bit spilling out. There's probably more, but anyway, if um if the club right, if they wanted to break even, if they wanted just to get their money back and they just want everybody to have a good time, and that if you divide forty by twenty three shots, they would sell every shot for about a dollar seventy four, so a dollar seventy five per shot to make their money back. Of course, this is a business. We I understand that. And I understand that, you know, they're not there just to like, you know, just to make everybody happy and they're not allowed to make a profit. So if you double that, you're still looking at $3.50. The standard shot from what, from everyone I've asked and everything I've, you know, about what shots and that cost these days, they cost usually the average price is $10, right? So if, if you get $10 at 23 shots at $10, you're making $230 per bottle. That is 5.75 times the amount you are making an absolute killing. You are literally robbing these kids of having a good time. Genuinely. You are 100%. The thing also you got to take into account, these clubs, they buy in bulk. So, you know, you're not getting them for $40 a bottle. You're not like, not even close. They might even be getting cheap bourbon. They might be getting cheap rum or whatever. So, like, you got to factor all these things, which is only enhancing my, my theory and my problem. Like, why... Why in the world would people do that? Like, why and why would people pay for it? I understand some people, one person's argument would be because if you lower the pricing of shots, then people will get too drunk and it'll just like it'll lead to violence and people just getting too drunk and you know, vomiting everywhere or whatever. I understand that, but isn't that isn't that the case with anyone? If anybody looks too drunk, you don't serve them. But how many people here, like, any if anybody's listening, has anybody ever been refused a drink at a club? In like in the midst of all these people around, has anybody like looked at you and been like, "You, you're not getting a drink tonight. You've had a bit too many, sir." So no, they they just want your money, man. Like they only they will only kick you out if you are posing a problem these days, especially in the city. You know, like in other clubs, maybe it's different. Like because you know city prices are so fucking jacked up that it's just a joke, man. And like you put all that together and you go, "Why do you think kids take drugs?" Like, oh, why do you think kids, you know, from what, what everything I just said, why would they take drugs? It's like, the proof is right there. It's no secret that, you know, drink prices and that are fucking stupid. Like, it, you know, we have grown up knowing that. Before we turn 18, there have been, you know, comedies and, like, parodies on how much drink prices are. And we understand that. And I understand that. And, you know, it just seems like that's never going to change. But, like, I just do feel like that if... For like, you know, one or two weekends, if just everybody just didn't go out and, you know, made made it verb made a verbal post on it and said, like, I'm not going out this weekend because I'm sick of being ripped off. I guarantee you something would change. I guarantee it. There's no way 
like and it, like it's obviously it's one of those things that like obviously it would never happen that everybody would not go out but if like the absolute you know one in a million happened and just everybody didn't go out for one like we'll say two weeks for two weekends everything would change people because clubs need a they need to pay they need to pay somebody to run the club they need to you know they need to make money they are a business at the end of the day i understand that it's like when you go out to, when you go to a footy club footy clubs usually um charge i think last time i went to a footy club function they charge seven dollars or eight dollars for a can of gin bean fantastic price and like it's sad that i look at that and i go fuck that's amazing like that's the best price ever because you would never get that anywhere else but it's true. Like you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get a can or a stubby of Jim Bean or Jack Daniels or Wild Turkey or you know whatever drink you want because they're all the same for seven or eight dollars. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah, and like that's to me that's why people take so many drugs, and because and like I was you know growing up for me at least I was never one to you know I took a few drugs here and there, smoked a bit, whatever. But I was never like really, really into it. And I guess that was more because it was not as readily available. Yeah, if I could get drugs the way I could get alcohol, I would have, you know, if I could go down to the local 7 Eleven, are they sell it? No, they don't even sell it at 7 Eleven. At local food works, they do sell it at food works. And, um, you know, pick up, you know, a pack of five pills for $70 or whatever it was, then I'd be laughing. I'd be, hell yeah. Like I would do that every weekend and I'd save a lot of money. And, I've, you know, and at the end of the day, if you look at it and you go like, okay, you can spend a hundred, you can spend two hundred dollars, right, on entry, alcohol, getting home, food, you know, wake up with a hangover, or you can spend a hundred dollars, but you have you know point zero 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 one percent of dying. Like, what would you choose? Yeah, you know, it's I don't know, like it's. Kind of one of those things like a, a lot of people overdose on alcohol, a lot of people overdose on pills. If I, if a friend of mine overdosed on alcohol tomorrow, would I stop drinking? Probably not. And if I died, if I overdosed on alcohol next weekend, I wouldn't expect anybody to stop drinking. Wouldn't be something like, ooh, ooh, ghost of Nick's going to haunt you and, you know, fuck you up for you having that shot of tequila. Yeah, but like if, if I overdosed on drugs, I feel like it has a different perception, even though obviously it is illegal, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's usually, if people overdose, it's usually because they're taking a stupid amount. You know, people, people get sick from alcohol poisoning all the time, but that gets looked in a different light. You know, I think overdosing is one of those kind of like buzzwords that people use. Like, I think if people get sick when they're on drugs, they go, oh, they're overdosing. You know, like, I know a mate that had too much to drink when he was overseas once and said, oh, I got alcohol poisoning, right? I was on a trip. So like, oh, I don't think you're on alcohol poisoning. I think you're just one of those. Yeah, I think you just had too much to drink and you had you got sick. There's no, doesn't mean, you, doesn't mean you've had alcohol poisoning. I think it just means that you had too much to drink. Simple. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing that, People today, when when presented with the offer, and like in all in all honesty, if I was studying back then, and if I or if I had a part time job, I would have been on drugs every week, one hundred percent, 
no questions asked. And even today, like if I, I don't go out very much, at, like don't really go out much. Usually I can just go out and have go on alcohol. It's also like the ready, you know, if I had it, if I had my guys ready for me, if I had just a guy I could call up and be like, oh, but oi, Johnny, chuck us some pills. Like I'd probably be more obliged to do that than go up to the shops, you know, buy a slab of Jim, Jim Beam for a hundred bucks. Then, you know, share that with everybody, go to the club, do all this shit. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. And like, <laughs> so I'll move on from that. Cause I'm kind of rambling, but like on that, the other fun, funny thing I find about clubs is that why do clubs like when they promote and when they, you know, when they put those videos up or they put the pictures on, why do they always put hot girls on there? You know, there's always, it's always like, you know, you see videos like short skirt, short skirt, ah, so someone put the, pulled their skirt up and then it's like, oh, dykes, dykes, they're fucking licking each other out or they're kissing or, you know, oh, fuck, dykes, scissoring, scissoring, dykes, dykes, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're always like, yeah, like, oh, they're trying to appeal to guys. Like, and I understand that. But how many clubs have you been to that has a shortage of, like, has too many girls? You're like, oh, there's, there's, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Jasmine, you can't come in tonight. There's, uh, there's too much pussy on the dance floor. It's like, it doesn't happen. That's not how people, that's not how the world works. Why wouldn't you put pictures of, like, good looking dudes on there to attract the girls? Because there's always going to be guys there. There's always going to be thirsty dudes looking to get their dick wet. But there's not always going to be, like, girls... There's not always going to be girls going. Because they might just look at those videos and be like, oh, fuck me. Like, because when they go out, like, don't get, like, don't get it twisted. When girls go out, they're not competing for the hottest guy. No way in hell. They are competing against each other. It's like, do you think guys give a shit if, like, you know, a girl does her nails? No, no one gives a fuck. Why would you? There is no reason in the world why anyone would give a crap. Any guy, sorry, would care if you have a teal-coloured fucking fingernail and a red-coloured thumb to shove up your ass. Like, it doesn't... No one would care. It's not like somebody's going to go up while, you know, the strobes are going and they've got Avicii levels. They still play Avicii levels? Yeah, they do, definitely. And Candy Shop. The Candy Shop 50 Cent playing and you're like... Oh, look at that. Like, you, I love your color scheme on your uh, fingernails. And no, that doesn't work. Oh, you've done your toes as well. Like, you know, someone does like a, someone's doing a push up or like, you know, gets down on the ground and goes, oh, look at your toes. Oh, they're done as well. Like, girls don't do, like, don't do those little things to impress guys. They do it to impress, like, you know, to compete with the girls. Because girls are much more competitive than guys, I believe. But guys just show it more. Girls are so, because girls are a lot more bitchy and will do everything behind the backs. Whereas guys, guys will visibly be angry or visibly be competitive. There's nothing wrong with that. Like if you see a guy like, it is like a, it's like a piranha tank when you go out to a club these days and you see, you know, seven guys doing that same fucking stupid dance around a girl, hoping that she's going to like notice him and like make eye contact. Cause once they make eye contact, that's it. It's all over. Like, you know, for that guy, he thinks it's like, Fuck it, we're fucking tonight. Yeah, and let's be honest, the chances of anybody like having sex out of a club is very minimal if you don't know them prior. But, you know, they try. And I love it. I, it's, I think it's funny, like, because I used to be that 100%. 100%. I used to always think, like, yeah, I've got this, like, in the bag. Hook up with a girl. Oh, I'm going to fuck them. going to fuck them. Like, never would happen. Like, very, very rarely. And, like, yeah, it's just. I'm just going to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get a new water for me. I'm going to come back and I'm going to wrap it up. Right, two, two. 
Oh, and we're back. Hang on, I'm just going to... Tell you what, it's a bit of a challenge doing this. Like, I do um, I do dare anyone of you to try and do, um, stay interesting for, what are we, 36 minutes. I definitely haven't done that, but it is hard just to talk to yourself. It's a very different kind of vibe, and you kind of have to... You have to pose your own questions to yourself, which is something hopefully I can get better at. Or maybe I'll just find somebody to do this with straight away. Maybe next week I will have somebody to do this with. But anyway... um. I think I've got one or two more things I want to talk about. I, I asked a few of my friends what they think I should talk about. And one of them said that they'd love to hear my opinion on the, uh, the McGregor Mayweather fight. Because in their, in their words, you don't watch MMA. You don't watch boxing. You're a WWE faggot. I'd love to hear your bullshit opinion. So, <laughs> thanks for that uh, you know, fantastic review. But yeah, this is a, this is a cool thing. I um, it's funny because like you know, they, he calls me a WWE faggot. But this is so much like a WWE fight. It's ridiculous. Like this isn't about any kind of sport. This is just about money. This is a money fight. This is a this is a this is a uh, you know this is entertainment. This isn't really about the sport of any any sport. This is just about you know. Who can make the most money and, you know, two of the the best promo guys, which is a WWE term, in the world going at it. Um, I'll look at it from both sides, you know, just quickly. From McGregor's side, McGregor has a lot of things going for him. The fact is that, you know, McGregor is a current fighter. Current fighter. So, uh he has a concrete jaw. This guy has been hit many, many times with, you know, these little four-ounce gl- uh, gloves where, you know, Mayweather's going to be wearing what, like, I think it's 10-ounce? I think it's 10-ounce. You know, it's much easier to be hit with a boxing glove than it is to be hit with an MMA glove. Um, you know, he is in, like, the prime of his career, which is, you know, something I don't think you could say for Mayweather right now. And he's got a powerful, powerful hook going for him. And he has nothing to lose at the end of the day. Like, if you look at this, he could get... He could not land a shot on Mayweather for 12 rounds, but he wasn't supposed to win. That's that's expected, really. So, yo, he doesn't really have anything to lose. He can just go Hail Mary for it. He can just be throwing punches like no tomorrow. Hope he lands one. And if he clips McGregor, no, if he clips Mayweather, sorry, they need to, they need to change their fucking names, I swear. They're too close together. If he clips Mayweather... Then you just don't know. You're like, there is always that little bit of doubt in the back of your mind that goes, it could happen. The problem with McGregor is that in in MMA there are a lot more variables in terms of what you can do. Yo, know, his opponent is always kind of looking for that takedown or looking to try and block your takedown. There's no, there's none of that in boxing. This is a boxing world that they're in now. He's out of his element. He's out of his comfort zone. He has had people who have sparred with him come out and kind of say he's just going to get his ass handed to him. Yeah, and maybe he will. But maybe that's just promotion for the fight, which is um, more so. Um, yeah, if you look over the Mayweather side, Mayweather is 49 0. <laughs> like, he's a very good athlete, the, probably the best defensive boxer of all time. You could argue that he is the best boxer of all time. Honestly, I think that if you look back at people like Ali and that, and Tyson, but like, you know, if you look at their record, you know, Mayweather had a better record than all of them. And, you know, when, when you are from back in the day, especially back then before, like, you know, social media and that came out, 
you kind of age, you age like a fine wine. Whereas these days, you know, boxes, like, you know, some people age like milk, <laughs> you know, they just, they just go off and people just go, you know, they couldn't give a shit about them anymore. Yeah. That's why they say like, you know, um, like baseballs back in the day, like they say, oh, they're the best ever. But let's be honest, if they were put in today's league, they wouldn't get a game. Same with AFL. If you put the 1950 grand final team versus, you know, GWS today, it'd be like a 30 goal win for GWS. The game, sports evolve. But, you know, it's a different, it's a different time in general. Boxing's, in my opinion, not as popular as what it used to be. Um, MMA is kind of growing. They, they say it's the fastest rising sport. They've been saying that for about 15 years. I don't know when they, they're going to stop saying that because it's a, it's a bit of a joke. Like how long could you be rising for? It's still funny that, you know, the, the biggest MMA drawer in the world is, uh, was a WWE guy, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that, that always makes me chuckle. Um, you know, the last fight I think for MMA I watched was Rousey versus that, uh, that mixed gender match she had with that fucking eight, eight person. New Year's Eve match. I don't know what the fucking name was. Uh, Frankie Muniz. Or, yeah, I think it was Frankie Muniz. And yeah, she got fucking destroyed by Frankie. It was horrible. That was that was hilarious to watch because Rousey's, you know, everybody was on Rousey's side and then everyone just got off it like really, really quick. And they just said, they went from, you know, she's really, really good and, you know, just confident in herself to she's really cocky and arrogant. And, you know, she got, she got absolutely walloped and that was fantastic to watch. The thing... um. The thing is, everything's riding on Mayweather in this fight. You know, Mayweather has it all to lose. So for him to accept this is huge money, man. And people go like, oh, well, why won't they get paid the same? It's because Mayweather's where the money is. Mayweather has built a career out of people paying to see him hopefully get knocked out. And it's never happened. And people are going to pay even more money to try and see a guy from a different sport come over into the boxing world, come over into his world. And try and win. If you were a boxing fan, I don't know who you would want to win. Because a lot of people hate Mayweather, but they do not want to see McGregor win. Because that destroys the sport, in my opinion. Because you will always have that argument. You always be like, oh, boxing's the, the pure sport. And be like, well, McGregor beat Mayweather. And like, you know, he never was a boxer in his first fight ever. He's zero and zero coming in. The other thing that's not going for Mayweather is that he hasn't knocked anyone out in like 10 years. He's not a knockout fighter. Right, so, and I say that, and it's not going for Mayweather because there is always the chance that McGregor has a massive, massive hook on him. He has a massive hand, right, a left hand on him. If he can, you know, and this is somebody who doesn't really watch it, but I still know a little bit about it. If he can just hit one, and I, you, you'd think in twelve rounds or however many rounds are going for, McGregor would hit at least one, one shot on him. And you just never know because Mayweather isn't doesn't have knockout power. Never has been a knockout boxer. The last time he knocked someone out was when he did that cheap shot when the refs kind of stopped the fight. That was a really, that was really weird. That whole, that ending, but like that wouldn't even be counted as a real knockout to me. Yeah, you know, this is um, this is a money fight, and like the fact that I'm talking about it, you know, like the last, you know, I don't watch the last boxing match I watched. I don't know if I've ever watched a boxing match like in full. I just, I just don't, it's not my thing. I don't mind anyone who does watch it. It's just never been my thing. MMA, I watch every now and then. You know, I watch like the Lesnar fight. I watch the CM Punk fight. <laughs> Me being WWE faggot. But yeah, like I, I do find it more entertaining. Um, I do think it's like, you know, when they're just rolling around, it can be some really fucking boring matches. But I think Joe Rogan is 
as a commentator, I was talking about him before, but Joe Rogan is the best commentator in sports, 100%. He just, he sucks you in and makes, you know, and he makes it when, um, you know, they're rolling around doing nothing. nothing. He's just yelling, half guard, half guard. He's got him in a half guard. You know, like, it just yells half, half guard all the time. And I'm just like, don't know what it is. Still don't. But it sounds cool. Like, you know, and he just, I don't know. They just, they have a bit going from UFC, but for something that makes so much money, they just seem so low budget. You know, they have no real, like, kind of, no, like, um, kind of flair to them, the whole sport. And, uh, but anyway, like, in terms of who I want to win, in all honesty, I want Mayweather to win. I don't know, like, because I like the bad guy. I love going for the, uh, I love the villains in movies. I love people that everybody hates, because I, I do believe, I am under the fear that you are, no, uh, you are not truly great until you are universally hated. I think in a lot of cases that is true because people just get so fucking jealous and they get so angry about the way you act and they just go like, you know, they just can't stand it. Like this is a guy who makes people's blood boil and like, yeah, he's done some horrible things in his life, uh, Mayweather. But in terms of this, like I couldn't stand McGregor running his mouth any- anymore. Like I'm kind of getting to that point with him that he's just kind of getting a bit boring now. He's just kind of saying the same thing. And it's funny because like, when you look at McGregor, when he had that fight with uh, Diaz, he had the two fights with Diaz, McGregor is somebody that UFC would want to represent them because he can speak really well. He's quite witty. He's quick on his feet, like verbally he is, also in the, in the cage. But Diaz is on the complete opposite side. He is that token meathead dumbass that UFC would probably be like, come on, just fucking lose, please. He just comes in like Mayweather, uh, McGregor, sorry, would say all these quick things and say all these really funny stuff. And then Diaz would come out and be like, yeah, I'm going to beat you, motherfucker. Motherfucker. That's all he'd say, motherfucker. the only thing he would say. And it was just really, really, really funny listening to a guy who sounds like he has the IQ. He looks sounds like he would have gotten 24.8 on his ATAR, to be honest. <laughs> and, here you, and here I am. So, yeah, maybe there is hope for the bastard. Um. Yeah, it's going to be a really cool fight. I want to watch it. So I'm going to go to a pub and watch that fight. Definitely have a few beers. Um, I do think Mayweather's going to win. I'd love to see McGregor rock him, but I'd love to see what he would do. And I really want to see him start to do some real promos on each other because, you know, there was a time where UFC was just about the fights and, um, and then they got, and then they started kind of adapting this kind of box, like this kind of hybrid of boxing and, WWE where you know you have to sell fights because you know this is again just like clubs UFC is a business and if you have this cocky bastard you know saying all this shit to you you want you want him to see get either you know back up his words or you want to see him get knocked out and people will pay money for that and you know that's what characters are and that's what McGregor is McGregor, McGregor is an overblown version of himself there's no way he talks like that on a day-to-day basis no way in hell he just turns himself up. I'm sure he might be a cocky person because he's one of the best. But um, yeah, it's, it is really exciting. I, I actually am really, really excited for this. I, I actually didn't think this fight would happen. I thought that it would be kind of one of those teased things because I thought Mayweather, besides like $100 million, whatever it's worth, you know, I didn't think that he would be um, risk, you know, being embarrassed. But he must have some... Yeah, he must be very confident. Of course, he knows a lot more than me. 
And um, with all the variables and how quick defensively Mayweather is, I, yeah, it's going to be very hard to see McGregor do it. But because there's that smidgen of a chance, everybody's going to watch because it, there's always that what-if question with this fight. What if he clips him? What if he knocks him down? I don't think he's Mayweather's never been knocked down. What if he, you know, what if he gets him and backs him up against the ropes and starts laying jabs on him, like laying some body shots in? Will he be able to handle it? Will, Ma- Will McGregor be able to handle the ten ounce gloves? He might. He's not used to wearing them. Yo, know, Will Mayweather just toy with him? Will he just like embarrass him? It's. I love it. Uh, this is why. This isn't a. To me, it's not a fight. This is a spectacle. This is one of those rare cases where it doesn't. You don't have to really like sports to be interested in this fight. Yeah, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends who don't watch sport at all, hate like hate it, absolutely hate sport, which is really weird to me. But they will want to watch this fight because it's really intriguing, and it's kind of like one of those things where you know you'll look back and be like, "Where were you when you know McGregor clipped Mayweather or you know did whatever?" Like, regardless, it could be the worst fight ever. Like, it could be just this boring like KO in the first round to Mayweather, which would be the worst outcome. The best outcome to me would be, you know, I'd probably go to the 12 and you know, McGregor gets a few shots in, but we don't want it to be a quick knockout or we don't want it to go to 12 rounds and be just like a, a completely unanimous decision to Mayweather. We want McGregor to have a crack at it because, you know, we just want to see the best fight we can get out. Wait, is that the end? Is that my outro music? <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, no. This has been Close to the Sun. This is the pilot episode. If you like what you hear, let me know what you want me to talk about. If you want to come on and say hi and come on the show, let me know. Thank you very much. Let's go. Yep. Fuck me, I'm professional as shit today. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh.